Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host, Trevor Plouffe, and this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Today, we have another very special guest, one of my good buddies, one of the best pitchers in baseball at this moment. Lucas G. Lito. Lucas, what's up, man? Thanks for the intro, Trev. It's the truth, bro. Got me feeling good. All right. It's the truth. And uh, I'm going to preface this by saying we've known each other for a long time. We, um, we used to work out together in the offseason. And, I mean, I've known it's been coming for a long time. But, yes, 2019, you turn, you flip the switch. Mm-hmm. 2020, the, the switch is still on. And I guess let's start there. Um, you're young, you make it to the big leagues. Uh, 2018 was kind of like uh, the first full year. It doesn't yeah. go as planned. And then what adjustments do you make to come back and have the season like you did in 2019? Yeah, so 18 was my first full season in the big leagues. Before that, I had a tiny bit of time in 16, and I had like, I think seven or eight starts in 2017 seven starts seven starts and in yes. those seven starts i actually pitched well mm-hmm. but i wasn't striking guys out i was walking guys and like all of the numbers that i don't i still don't really understand <laughs> they were pointing towards like hey this is not sustainable um i didn't really pay attention to that i didn't really know what was going on i was just gonna mm-hmm. keep doing my thing uh obviously I get my ass kicked in 18, uh, you know, numbers about as bad as they can get confidence just at an all time low. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I'm happy to be just honest about it. Like I, I, I had a lot of anxiety. I love the real instead. talk, man. Yeah. Real. I, there were some, there were some starts where like I'd walk the leadoff guy and it was over, like mentally done. And so obviously they gave me the opportunity to work through it and kind of get my ass kicked and learn from it, which I'm very appreciative of, uh, but kind of off season with a brand new mentality. Like I, I kind of allowed this to happen. Uh, you know, I still have an opportunity. I'm not going to squander that. So I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to reach my potential and be able to become the pitcher that I know I am. So we got to work, uh, made a lot of physical changes, uh, shortened my arm action so I could be mm-hmm. more on time. I cleaned up my, my lower half mechanics so that I'm more consistent, like driving down the mound as opposed to like falling down the mound. And then I really got to work on the mental side. Uh, you name it, I was trying it. Uh, I was doing it. Meditation, uh, focus training, brain training. I did a neurofeedback program, which I'm still a huge fan of. And I'm still, I still get sessions in every year. Uh, so for me, the biggest thing was, you know, correcting some physical things, but then just kind of teaching myself how to be more 
confident, how to believe in myself every single time I take the ball. And that for me was something that had to be learned and I had to learn it. And so that's what we did. That's a huge step. Usually that comes with time. Your confidence comes with time. You know, you start to understand who you are as a ball player, you know, three, four years into your big league career, but you took it upon yourself to go and just get it done. And I think it's cool. It's a cool thing for people to hear someone like you say, look, man, I struggle with that. Like I wasn't having success and I had to change the way I thought about myself and how I approached the game. When you say you made some physical adjustments, we know the walks were up and the strikeouts were down. It's basically been completely the opposite way the last two years. But what were like the physical things? You you talked about your arm, uh, shortening it up to be on time, your legs. Did you go to somebody or was this just you going down on the video and, and, and deciding I needed to make a change? Yeah, I mean, it originally started with kind of uh, analyzing video with uh, Coop, uh, our pitching coach, ha- uh, Kurt Hassler, our bullpen coach, uh, kind of breaking things down and, and seeing like, hey, you know, when I'm when my foot's landing, like I'm open, my arm is way back. This is I'm not going to be able to keep doing this and be able to find success at all. So. When the off season started, I went back to to my guy Ethan Katz, uh, who's so good at his job that he's a big league pitching coach now. Um, he was me, Max, and Jack's pitching coach in high school. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, so I go to Ethan and I'm like, Ethan, you've been in my ear uh, the last few years. I mean, I work with him every single off season, but. Up until 19, it was almost like I would work with him, but I wasn't really listening, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Sure. I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm doing my thing. Like, you know, what do you think? It was the bullpen look good. All right, great. But it it was at that point where it was like, you've been in my ear. You've been kind of suggesting to me, oh, I got this drill for you. I have this like new tool that I want you to try. And I never really listened. But I was at that point where it's like, hey, like I'm going to step completely out of my comfort zone. I will do whatever it takes. And so uh, he showed me kind of the like plyo care, the plyo care. Um, he kind of picked and chose a few exercises like out of the driveline playbook for me to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started on those um, and that immediately helped me with shortening up my arm action because I went from like having a stab and being very long behind mm-hmm. my back to um, much shorter, like keeping it in the pocket, coming more direct up. And that that change was made much easier by by utilizing those plyo care balls. Basically, like I'd get up against the wall and throw them. And if my arm was long, it would hurt. And mm-hmm. if my arm was sh- short, then it wouldn't hurt. And so... Uh, we started there. Uh, he showed me this thing called the core velocity belt, which is basically a bunch of straps. Uh, you like put it around your waist. Uh, you have like resistance cords that come off from different angles. And, and uh, we started super simple. I'd go through my delivery. Um, he'd pull it in certain directions and it would kind of like my hips into the okay. go. Feel like activating your glute and like, which is something that I'd been searching for the feel of, but could never really find. Like that tool really helped me. 
And so, I mean, we just started putting it all together. Um, just having a much more like higher level of focus and intensity in my work every day. And then it's a translate. That's one of the questions I love to ask pitchers. Cause I don't, I really don't know uh, much about all this stuff is like what kind of technology has helped you. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the new technology in the game and like the way they use it to develop players really focuses on pitching more so than hitting. So the plyo care really helped you shorten up your arm. Cause I, I mean, I remember you throwing like that stabbing out long yep. arm and like, you know, me that doesn't know pitching as that well. I'm like, dude, that sounds right. Cause you want to like use your length and do all this stuff, but here you are <laughs> shortening it up and uh, being able to, I guess, is it more repeatable that way? Yeah. A hundred percent. It's, it's basically like I'm giving myself less time to screw it up. Okay. If that makes sense. Like when my arm action was very long, uh, yeah, if I, if I was lucky, then I would time it up and, and I'd get to that position I'm supposed to be in and then drive forward. But as soon as I shortened up, I noticed in like the early, early days of like catch play uh, of like building back up during that off season, um, I was, you know, throwing three, four, five days a week. And most of my throws, I was just trying to move my feet and be athletic and throw the ball like a middle infielder. And I noticed early that when I would throw like that, the ball would come out a hell of a lot better than when I was like slow and long and (laughs) like trying to do all the like pitching style stuff. So I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing this because this feels good and I can tell the ball's coming out good. And uh, then we kind of just translated it into like actual pitching mechanics. And uh, that's pretty much where I'm at. Is is that why you're seeing a lot of guys now kind of like, I don't want to say dumbed down, but they really, their windups are very uh, abbreviated now. And that's just all process to be repeatable. Yes. Uh, my current teammate, Dallas Keuchel, he got rid of his windup. He pitches out of the stretch only now. Um, you see a lot of guys going to like a modified mm-hmm. stretch style windup where they'll just like barely step, lift their leg. I still like pitching in the windup because I really like having rhythm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, you see it all around, all around the league. A lot of starting pitchers are just like stretch only. Yeah. Uh, just trying to simplify things as much as possible to make it more repeatable is pretty much the name of the game. And what's messed up, again, I'm going to keep going back. The pitchers, I feel like, are making all these adjustments, and it's really helping you guys, and it's really hard for the hitters. Uh, a windup, I would love a guy with a nice, easy, long windup because you can get in sync with him and get your timing. All of a sudden, now they're abbreviated. You might not have as much time. But that kind of brings me to my next question. Mm-hmm. I think I know I know the answers, but to, to, to give our audience a little uh, show here, what about the pitch mix changing from 2018 to where you're at now? You know, we know the elevated fastball plays here. We're doing four seamers a lot throughout the league. You're one of the only guys that does the right on right change. What um, was that? It, was it as simple as that? Is just saying, I'm going to use the top of the zone and throw what's probably my best pitch in my changeup, or was there more thinking to it? Yeah. Um, definitely some credit towards the, the white Sox, like, pitching analytical department, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
they were telling me like get rid of your sinker and going into 19 i was like yep i'm on board i'll, I'll get rid of the sinker uh we're gonna stick with forcing fastballs at the top of the zone my changeup will play off of that either or down in the zone doesn't really matter and uh you know have have my slider uh for something that goes the other way a little bit faster than my changeup, and the curveball just kind of keep in the back pocket mm -hmm. um if i want to like kind of dump one in there oh oh to a guy that we know doesn't swing at him sure steal a strike if it feels good that day so just really simplifying the pitch mix um I wasn't like, I didn't exactly have a plan that I'd be throwing a ton of changeups, like as much as I do going mm -hmm. into 19. But I think between me and, and McCann who caught all my games, we noticed that like when we were mixing in a lot of changeups, the hitters were very, very off balance. Yeah. And so there were certain games where we'd go out there and we could tell in like the first two to three innings that this can be a fastball changeup game. And like, we don't even have to throw anything else. Um, there'll be certain games where, and this is again, like a lot of credit to McCann here because I'm still working on, on this. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm like a master by any means of like reading swings, mm -hmm. read like offensive approaches. Uh, he's very, very good at seeing just based off guys swings and their mannerisms, like, are they trying to sit on the changeup? Are they are they trying to like split? Um, are they trying to like look in this side of the plate, this side of the plate? Are they or is it more like a vertical? Like if they see up, okay, that we're guessing heater and that's fastball. See down, changeup. Like he'll read into that and then call the game based off that. Uh, and most of the time, I'm just standing up there going, "Yep, I'll throw <laughs> that one. Yep, I'll throw that one." Um, and like the best games are when we're like fully in sync and it's like, I'm pre gripping pitches that he's called like over and over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I think it's just like the velocity difference on the changeup and the fact that it looks like my fastball mm -hmm. uh, for a long time is why it works. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking like, if I'm facing you right now and, and you're saying, what are these hitters thinking? Well, you can't hit that pitch, your fastball at the top of the zone. So you got to look for your fastball down and your change up up, but they're tunneling the same. So that really creates a problem for, for hitters. And essentially a, you either have to just get in a hitter's count and look for a heater or B you got to guess. And those two options, you know, when you're getting ahead of guys, that takes one option away. And then the other one, like guessing, guess hitting is not going to work. Like yeah. It's very everyone, hard to be a good guess hitter. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell every once in a while if a guy just like guessed on a pitch. Yes. And missed it, like fouled it off straight back. And they're like so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we know, especially against a guy like you, man, if you miss that pitch, you guess right. He throws it. You miss it. The bat's done. Mm -hmm. It's funny you talked about, you know, having the slider and the curveball in your back pocket because I want to ask you about that on the second at bat we're going to do. Mm -hmm. But let's get to the first one now. Um, this is a cool at bat against Nelson Cruz. Uh, before we get to it, you guys know the deal. Here is the ad read. 
What's up, my people? I know this is a baseball show, but football is back, and it was marvelous, and that was just week one. And if you're like me, you like to sprinkle a little something on these games. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. They have an awesome promotion here. You bet $1 on your favorite team. If you're a new user, that $1, if you win that bet, turns into $100. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team. Team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benji. How could you pass that up? You can't. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week two, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JOHNBOY during sign-up. For a limited time only, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Welcome back, guys. We're here. Uh, we have the at-bat queued up. Lucas, is there anything that you want to set up here before we start the, the video? Yeah. So Trev was asking me any particular at-bats you, you'd like to see on the show. And the first one popped in my mind was this Nelson Cruz at bat to finish my complete game in August of last year against the twins. Um, To that date, like that was my most dominant performance ever as a starting pitcher. And so I just wanted to kind of relive this one. Let's do it. uh, Nelson Cruz is a very, very good hitter. So getting him out. Very talented. Now, I was looking at another bet. uh, The Astros, we threw a complete game against them. But you said, this is more dominant. Let's do this. I I want to talk about this one. So without further ado, let's start it up. Yeah. Long at bat. There we go. Uh, Goes full count, I believe. So Yeah, you're ninth inning, two outs. You're trying to finish the game off. First pitch here. Looks like he's setting up inside. And he was. Ball one. What are you thinking about after that? Uh, I was pretty confident. I mean, fours. Missed in again. Yeah, so a lot of adrenaline going. I was confident. Like, I remember being very, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird, like relax, but at the same time, a lot of like emotion and excitement. Uh, mm-hmm. But I felt like in control. Obviously, went two zero here, so now we have to be kind of careful. That's the combo, change- right? Yeah. So change up, and then he hit it seven hundred feet foul. So I, know, I, I, I want to go back because <laughs> he kind of was on that a little bit. Oh, for sure. But he was out in front. Oof. I always enjoy. See, the thing is, I like when guys do that. Like they barrel up a ball, hit it 130 miles an hour, but they yank it foul. Like now, like oh god, you know, is now he what? Throw another slow one, or well, now is is it going to be like fastball up off of that? Uh-huh. So now I feel like I'm in a two one count. He just smoked the ball off of me, but I feel like I'm I'm in the advantage position, even mm-hmm. though that's not probably true. That's how. I, that's why I like. To oh, tell my- that is a nasty little pitch right there. Let me go back on that. Yeah. You are in the advantage, by the way, especially after that changeup. Slider? Little slider on the outside corner. Yeah. Cruz is like, damn, I was looking for a fastball or changeup, not that one. Mm-hmm. 
and now you're sitting two two. Now, like you said, you're even more at an advantage. You can okay, go anywhere. So, <laughs> what do you want? What do you got? So you see, Mac goes. He gives me this right here. <laughs> like, let's go. We're on pitch one twelve. We hadn't <laughs> we hadn't thrown a curveball all game. Oh my god. <laughs> we we had thrown zero curveballs up to this point. I'm so happy to have the opportunity to tell this story. Here it comes. Oh, so close. So oh, and you didn't close. bring him up? No. Oh, my. Oh, see, I'm like, at this <laughs> point, I'm just, I'm like having so much fun. That's like the best when you're out there competing, but also having a lot of fun. I love that. Oh, that was close. Man. We'll see no. here. It Ooh. was close. It was close. It was it close. Go either way. So, yeah, we, I'll let the at bat finish. <laughs> You want to talk? We, I mean, you said you you want to tell the story. Go ahead, man. So basically, uh, it was one of those games where we kind of could tell early on that the curveball was going to be on the shelf just because the other pitches were working. Uh, they they loaded the lineup with lefties, I believe, that game. Uh, so it was mostly fastball changeup to them. Uh, I didn't really have to use a slider too much to the lefties. I might have mixed in a couple. But definitely more slider usage against the righties in that lineup, especially Nelson. And mm. then uh, he had good at bats against me. I think he had like one or two hits um, that that game. He was definitely seeing me the best. So in McCann's mind, we go two two. I'd thrown him a changeup that at bat. I'd thrown some heaters that at bat. I threw him a slider right mm -hmm. there that at bat. Uh, it was basically. In McCann's mind, we're going to throw the curveball. It's going to trick the crap out of him, and he's going to swing at it. I want it in the dirt. Um, and we were literally like so close. Like if I'd thrown, uh, if I'd thrown my only curveballs of the day to get the strikeout to end that game, it would have been legendary. That's why it, you're laughing I, after that. You're like, dang, I was close. I know it was so close, but I love it. Uh, I don't know. Business three two. Oh yeah, three two now. You've shown him everything you got. Let's see, it started back up. McCann's thinking, what do we got? Fastball in. Setting up in. Damn, he's all over it, man. It's, yeah. You know that he's always like that. Whenever I see Nelson hitting, he's one of those guys that doesn't look bad too often. No, he stays so balanced in his swing, even on pitches he misses. Yes. I love this battle right here. This is some heavyweights. Three, two. Oh, my gosh, dude. I don't even remember that pitch. Spoiling wow. it, I mean, kind of helped slider, you out. Right? Yeah, slider. Damn. That was probably ball four, but he's battling right there. Yeah. Now, now it looks like you guys are like in a chess match. You're like, okay, where yeah. am I going to go? What's James going to call? Uh-oh. Got the change up. Boom. <laughs> You're so uh, happy. And, and the high change up, man, it, you, it's impossible to hit that pitch. <laughs> Off-speed pitches that start up like that are supposed to come down. Yeah, it just kept going. Like I, it's funny because like the at bat in my mind, 
was uh, so much different than like watching it over here. I haven't watched <laughs> this game or this at bat over in a long time. And I don't remember that slider down in a way before the changeup. I really thought that I threw like a high fastball. Bloody fouled off. Mm-hmm. I thought was a pitch right before the changeup. Here it is again. But I guess not. That's pretty interesting. Dude, look at that swing he just took right there, dude. Yeah, I mean, if he made contact, it was going to go really, really far. Just lucky he didn't. And you're all smiles. We even have fans in the stands. What a concept. Miss that. I appreciate you coming on, talking about this AB. We're going to have you on for one more. We're going to talk the no-no, the 2020 no-no. We got your boy Tim up in the screen right now who Tim, another guy, probably didn't get enough credit to. He had an awesome year last year in 2019, probably an even better a better year numbers-wise this year. He's really – I don't want to call him the heart and soul of your team because I feel like you guys have like 16 hearts on we that have, team. We have a few. Jose Breu, Tim Yes. Anderson. I mean, uh, yeah. Lucas the Giolito. <laughs> you guys got they, some horses, man. Can our captain. I love that. It's, so he uh, he's he's smiling right here because he just made a pretty good play. He was in the shift. Um, Abreu scoops it, preserves the no no, and now is you tell me is this when it was real for you? It was. It became very real after the sixth because after the sixth, it, you know, you look at it and it's nine more outs. Like I've gotten nine, I've gotten nine straight outs a few times in my career before. It's not, that's not an impossible feat. So, you know, just kind of looking at the lineup, like who, okay, like where are we at in the, in the order? How many more guys am I facing? Um, it was like, this is very doable. Uh, you know, we just have to make sure that the, the focus and intensity is there for every single pitch. Uh, I can't take any off. Um, And then obviously luck has to be involved too. Like, you know, if a guy hits one bad, we got to hope that it goes to a player and not a hole. Mm -hmm. Um, If a guy smokes a ball, we got to hope that it goes (laughs) to a player. Um, That's pretty much it. And so luckily it it went that way. Uh, So you were aware. Oh yeah. I was aware. I mean, I was aware the whole time, (laughs) but I really started like the actual focus on like, okay, can we complete this no hitter was seventh inning and on. There's a lot of pitchers that be like, man, I didn't even notice. And I feel like that's that you can't not notice that dude. Come on. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's hard for me to believe. I mean, there's jump because like you go, you go four innings without giving up a hit. You're not thinking no hitter, but you're like, Oh wow. Like I'm giving up a hit. That's sick. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have a good start. Yeah, you go four innings, five innings, and you still haven't given up a hit. You're like, oh, wow, like this is either like complete game pace or I'm, you know, we're at least getting into the seventh inning. And it's a lot of positive thoughts. Um, but yeah, for me, I don't know. Pulling off the no hitter was was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sure, man. We see your face. We'll watch it at the end. Did um, Did you last question before we get into it? Did you feel good? Like warming up, you're like, fuck, I feel like I got it today. I wasn't exactly like dotting up in the bullpen, but that's not, I mean, that's not really me at all. I'm mm-hmm. not really like dot hit the spot kind of guy. So I felt good in the bullpen. Like my mechanics felt good. The ball felt really good coming out. Uh, 
I just, I had a lot of confidence mm -hmm. that night. Uh, so, you know, it just kind of all came together. I love that. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you're doing that, start to feel good. Then like you said, you get into the seventh inning, get that adrenaline going, all that, all mm -hmm. that. But let's, uh, let's show this. This isn't a bat. Uh, you see here, top seven, two out. Josh Bell's up. Tim just made a good play. He's licking his lips. He's number two on my hottest guys in baseball list. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, Max, what up? Max Kepler, number one. Tim Anderson, two. And then a mix of Charlie Culberson and Dansby Swanson. They're the same person. So they're, they're the same. They're yeah. three. They're number three. Yeah. That's a solid list right there. No offense, you're not on my top ten. And neither That's is okay. Jack or Max. I just felt weird including you guys. That's totally fine. <laughs> I I mean, between me, Max, and Jack, uh, Max is like the GQ model. So I know, I know. He I think he was the only person who's like, I didn't make your list, man. I'm like, okay. Just relax <laughs> It was just a joke. Um, uh, all right, let's start this up. Old Tim Anderson, my guy. Yeah. Josh Bell's up. Spectacular, by the way. And Pito's pick. The mm -hmm. Abreu's pick was like a medium hop. It was, it was a legit. Tough one. First pitch, up. high change of that thing is nasty. You can't swing at that pitch, dude. I want to go back and look at that again because it's just. What do you do with this? It's like a knuckleball, dude. <laughs> Strike one, top of the zone. That's just when. That's when I don't. I it, I throw it like behind the ball instead of like getting extension. <laughs> Hold on. I was going to stop the video, but I mean, 0-1, back to the same pitch, and look at this. <laughs> Fooled him a little bit. He threw the bat. Look out. Luckily, nobody's in the stands to get hurt. That's got to feel good as a pitcher. Like Either if you break a bat or you have a guy throw the bat like that, or you just like, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, dugout. I got um, early, a start earlier this year against the Indians. Uh, I was facing Jose Ramirez, and he let go of his bat swinging at a changeup and threw it like straight forward, and it came up like almost to the pitcher's mound. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, am I going to be like, am I going to go like badass, like just don't even look at it, make him come out and get the bat, or – and I'm like, nah, that's not me. I'm just going to hand up the bat. <laughs> <laughs> that's really fun. Here you go. You, I made you look really bad, but here's your bat back. Yeah. All right. Now you got 0-2. Two chain zips in a row. Now this for me is a hitter. I looked really bad on two pitches. Same pitch. I don't want to look bad a third time. Does that enter your mind at all? Like this guy's thinking I'm going to throw it again. I'm throwing something different. Or like what is... Like, how do pitchers think in this situation? Uh, it For me, it depends on the situation. Uh, if we're, like, cruising along and, and the game's going well, a lot of the time I'm like, let's just throw three in a row. He looked really bad on two. Like, he's probably going to look really bad on three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, you know, just, like, maybe a little bit more focus on, like, execution to the spot on the third one. Like, those first two I threw him – I'm just trying to throw it down the middle. Mm -hmm. And like, if I get some early contact, a little pop up or something, that's great. If I get the swing and miss, that's fine. We're ahead in the count. If it just lands for a strike. Okay, perfect. The head in the count. 
uh, th those change-ups early in the count like that are, are supposed to be down the middle. Um, they don't usually end up down no, the middle. No, I'm no. aimed there. I'm aimed down the middle so that like when it does miss, I have more to work with. Yeah. Um, As a position player, you're always like, you see this happen, and I saw it a lot with the Twins. No offense to all the pitchers that I played behind, but they'd throw two change-ups like you did, and they, the guys would look horrible on them, and then they'd try to like blow a fastball by and base hit, and it's like you're sitting there like, dude, just think how hard it is to hit. He's not looking good. He's not going to make an adjustment that quickly. But that's just a hitter speaking. I know that you guys have you know, a little bit more in-depth analysis on, on those types of things. Yeah, there, there's a lot of times I think you can be successful um, if I go like change up, change up, like one or two swings and misses out of those. And now I'm ahead 0-2, like blowing a heater up in the zone. But the big thing about that heater is that you don't want to miss in the zone. Mm -hmm. You don't want to miss in the zone there. Whereas like there's a lot of other times where I'm okay with missing with my heater in the zone. So, no, I mean, you get... O2 on changeups and it's not looking good. Like I, more often than not, we're probably mixing in another one. Yeah. All right. Let's let's finish this one because then we're gonna go to the last out. I have a question about that last inning. Here's the O2 pitch to Bell. You said at this point you knew that there was a chance. This is one of their big boppers. So you got to end this a bet here. O2. Yeah. So you can see the the first two, it was a three-pitch strikeout. So the first two, oh. McCann, yeah, the first two, McCann just gives me here, like right down the middle, and then he sets up down the middle. But then the third one, he did it at an angle, which is basically the cue for me of like, okay, like Get execute, like down. This one needs to be down. We don't want to float another one again. So that's just kind of like when he turns it this way, that's that little cue of like, okay, this one, get it out there, finish it. If I bounce it, it's fine. We're still still in the count. And Love ended it. up throwing a, throwing a good one. Ended up like middle down. That was nasty. Good. Yeah, middle down is always good because like lefty or righty, if it's middle, then they're going to want to swing at it. They don't, they don't see it away. What's really messed up about that at bat, and we're, we're watching some ads here, that we'll let these roll through, but what's really funny about that at bat is the first two pitches, both started as balls, end up in the strike zone. And then the last pitch starts almost probably dead middle of the strike zone and ends up falling off the table. That is so hard as a hitter to, to pick and choose right there, man. Yeah, man. I, hitting is, is so hard. Uh, I don't know how guys do it and like do it well for many years. It's supposed to look easy when you sit at home, but like I'm watching these games and I watch more baseball now than I've ever watched. And I'm like, dude, hitting is insane. It's so hard. You guys, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of good pitchers in the game right now, but I just, sometimes I'm, I'm thinking like there is no chance that, or this guy has no chance. And a lot of times it is that way. It's like a lot of guys are overmatched <laughs> in the big leagues right now. All right, guys, we went over the at-bat against Josh Bell. See you later. Three pitches, strikeout. Now we're sitting here. It's the top of the ninth, two outs. One more out. 
to complete the no-no. And my question to you is, and actually Jimmy, John Boy, my boss, he said you have to ask Lucas this question. Why all the sliders in the ninth inning this game? You didn't throw barely any, and then all of a sudden it felt like you were just going boom, boom, boom. Is that just like a third time through the order thing, or Um, what was that about? Again, credit to McCann. Uh, That wasn't my idea. But the few sliders that we had been throwing in that game uh, were solid. Like, my feel for it was there. We established that I had good feel for it to throw it, like, to the outer third of the plate consistently. Uh, So we knew that was there, but most of the game was fastball changeup and it was working. Mm -hmm. So we just went off that. But then going to the last inning – we were expecting some kind of adjustment facing the top of the lineup again. Well, I guess we weren't, I mean, we faced the the first batter again, Mm -hmm. but it was, there was a pinch hitter in there that I think that on the report we had like a a slider was good pitched him. So we used that ended up hanging one, got a pop up. Uh, Then, this last bat against Eric Gonzalez uh, started out with sliders. So that's pretty much the reason why it was Did just you, because it, it was there and we knew that we'd be able to kind of bust it out to, to surprise them. In this, uh, in the half inning before you're sitting in the dugout, are you and James like, this is our plan for the ninth inning or did you really. just go out there? Yeah, just, just kind of went out there. Uh, we don't do, don't do too much like talking or game planning in between innings. Uh, what we do is pretty straightforward. So we don't like, we don't try to overanalyze anything. Sure. Really. All right, let's start this bad boy up. Let's go through it. I want to relive this moment for you. Uh, when this was going on, I texted uh, Jack and Max. And I was like, you guys watching? And <laughs> Jack's like, I didn't want to say anything. And Max was like, I'm, I'm watching. And uh, it was cool to like, just man, I turned it on, had my whole family watching it, and uh, obviously a special moment for you. But we had a great time watching it as well. So let's uh, let's get through it right here. Gonzalez first pitched. You said a slider's coming, and there it is. Yep. It's a good pitch. Big hack. He wasn't anywhere close to that man. He wanted to hit a fastball. <laughs> Hitters get like that sometimes. Just give me the heater. But when you see a swing like that, then you probably just go right back to it. Two strikes now, you got to be like, okay, 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 okay. And is this uh, the pitch? Yeah, this is this is the pitch. This is an interesting I, pitch right here, man. I know, man. <laughs> I know. You want the fastball up. Look at where his glove is. Oh, oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at you go. Like, did you think, were you like, what was that moment like, man? Off the bat, <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, you, you, you can tell, I mean, it happens really fast, but you can see that it's barreled and you can see that it's going that way. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that's sliced down the line. It's a double. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent. And then I turn my head and angle is perfectly positioned and get an amazing jump. And it's like step, step, catch. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I don't even want to think about that pitch. <laughs> like it's good. We did it. All right. But, That's amazing. I mean, man. reliving it. 
I, I at time I'm prone to like pulling like pulling that heater that's supposed to be up, like pulling it back down into the zone. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, it didn't come back to bite me. Unfortunately, Aloy, like someone <laughs> stepped on his foot and he fell down for a minute, but he ended up being completely fine, hit a home run the next day. I know, he's, he's something <laughs> different, man. When I watch that guy play, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. But I know uh, what you're saying. So you're like, as a pitcher, you don't know, you, and you're locked in like that. You're not exactly checking where your outfield is playing. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, at certain situations, I like to see where the infield is, uh-huh. but I never, ever really pay attention to the outfield shifts. Um, yeah, I, you know, that's part of like, I guess a no hitter is, is, is luck. Right. And so we got, we got lucky there. So, cool, uh, yeah, I mean, next time, if I'm ever in that situation, that fastball is going to the backstop <laughs> or just go back to the slider, dude. <laughs> Or just keep keep throwing sliders in the dirt until he swings at one. For real. Um, oh, that's it's awesome! It was awesome to see. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts on it. Let's watch it again. The final out here, awesome angle. You're in some kind of rhythm. Good wood, but there he Ooh. is. Yeah. And here you're like James, celebrate with me, bro. Come on, come get me. Well, James had the James. Uh, the respectful captain he is turned and, and thanks CB for his service that, uh, that night. Oh man. I love it. I love seeing the reaction. Um, I jumped up when I saw it too. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, yeah, I'll let sure. you go. Everybody make sure you go follow Lucas on Twitter. IG, he's got a Twitch. We'll link them all down here. Uh, one of the good guys in baseball. So even if you're not a Sox fan watching this, this is the guy you want to root for. Appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, had a lot of fun.